everybody. It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Rama S, Kuro Usagi, Ari Rockefeller, and Mako-chan. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 81. We're here to have podcast that talks about anime, cons, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I am DJ Rama S. I am Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mekko-chan. And if you kind of noticed from the first 30 seconds, I am not as loud and boisterous as I normally am. That's a good thing. Hush you. <laughs> no comments from the peanut gallery. Mmm, peanuts. Drop the, so what's the deal? Dropping that garbage can over there, you wench. <laughs> Alright, here's the deal. Normally we record on th- on Tuesdays. And between Wednesdays and Thursdays, I may I sit down and I edit the podcast. You get it up on the feed by Thursday to Friday to Saturday, give or take. But yesterday, which was Tuesday, things were kind of, oh, how you say, interesting. You um, could say fucked up. We're mature. Well, that too. It was, it was pretty much fucked up as well. Um... Hold on for one second here. Um, looks like my mic is kind of like topping off, so there we go. Much better. All right. So, so here's the thing that that happened uh, last night. On my way home, waiting for the for the uh, train, there is an announcement that there are no trains going to Brooklyn due to some type of problem. I find out this morning by scouring the internet that there was a fire in the tunnels at Decal, which means there were no trains going to Brooklyn except for number trains. And the number trains go into Brooklyn through alternate routes, so no tunnel or bridge. So being the nice guy that I am, I spent two hours screaming directions and, and helping people get to Brooklyn from Harold Square 34th Street. Also on the fact that if as each train was coming in, it was packed beyond packed. And truth be told, I really did not want to get on a packed train. And thus, with my normal stop for dinner, I did not get home till about 9.30, give or take. You were ready to flip over a train station, weren't you? Actually, no. Not really. Oh. I was going to flip... I was. I got kind of pissed at Dropbox, which conveniently did not sync um, the podcast to be aired uh, last night. Hmm. But it's a blessing in disguise because there will be no episode next week, which means it'll give um, the VOG feed and our normal normal RSS feed to kind of sort of sync up with each other. And I think we'll probably take another break probably soon so we can so I can set up the podcast so that when we record on Tuesdays it can be on the feed vlog the following week and so on and so forth I gotta look at the schedule and see how things go so remember there will be no show next week but next week we'll be airing uh, episode number 79 all right Uh, 
All right, Ari, what have you been up to? Well, yesterday I got the mother of all bad haircuts, which, aside from me trying to grow my hair out, is one of the reasons I don't like like or end up getting my hair cut to begin with. I asked her to just trim it up a little bit, and I'm, and it's pretty much been buzzed mostly off. So it's not a bowl cut, you're saying? Not a, no, not a bowl cut, not a buzz cut, but it looks, like, looks really hacked up and unprofessional, but then again, that's what I get for going to Great Clips, so I won't make that mistake again. Hmm. Everyone had the general reaction has been, oh my god, what happened to your hair? It got, like, like, who hacked that up? You know, stuff like that. Well, I mean, truth be told, I think everyone's gotten that bad haircut. Mm -hmm. yep. It happened to me at, um, when I was working at Staples years ago, only because I decided to save a few dollars and go to, um, a barber school and get a cut. Huh. And you got one of the, uh, one, you got one of the, one of the students whose uh, GPA was in the lower percentiles, huh? Yup. Oh God, say no more. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's pretty much what's been happening to me, aside from work and usual crap. All right, so that's just about it. Now, what about you, Marco? Tran? What have you been up to? Um, I finished watching the Olympics, and now I'm watching Shark Week. Oh, God. Shark Week is fun. I, I like it. It's, um, bloody. <laughs> and entertaining and educational. Well, yeah, there's the educational stuff in there, but most of the time it's just shark attacks and lots of gory things that they're allowed to show because it's animals killing other animals. Mm. Even Epic Mealtime is cashing in on the Shark Week craze with the, a whole a whole week of new videos. Well, everybody is. I mean, they're putting the... They're putting sh uh, Jaws out on Blu-ray, which, from what I've heard, most places are sell uh, sold out of it already. Um, a lot of places are doing shark-themed either shows or even, like, Cake Rex is doing shark-themed shit. <laughs> so, yeah. You only need to Everybody, see the first Jaws movie. Everybody's getting into it. Mm. Remember in Back to the Future where they make fun of the sequel audience that Jaws went through and they're up to Jaws 19? I thought it was Jaws 14. One of them. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, um, Marty McFly was starting to freak out as he saw it looked like the shark was going to eat him. <laughs> and the less we say about Jaws 3D, the better. That would be a pretty good idea. Hmm. Alright, um... That's what we have been up to, and I'll recap again that, um... There's no show next week. Uh, me and Ari will be hitting Manhattan, taking care of some... We'll just be chilling out. Bro night, more or less. So, yeah. Business is another way to put it. Yeah, that and Michael's got to clean up the studio, so... Why me? Because you're... Because we went, not it, and you were the last one to go. Yep. 
Yeah, it's going to be just as trashed. That ain't, you have fun with that. that and you're a girl. That's what girls do. Oh, Ugh. don't even go there. <laughs> it's going to be don't renovated with all the fucks she gives. <laughs> just to say it's going to be completely no, empty. You want, no, you want to go where... Yeah, you're going to go with that. Then I'm going to do some demolition shit. <laughs> you better not. I will hang you from a tree. No, I will bury you and put a gazebo mm -hmm. right on top of you. Mm-hmm. You try that shit. I got my 2x4 right here, baby. Mm-hmm. Anywho, don't forget to listen to us on the VOG Networks. Uh, new episode, our shows are Tuesdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then don't forget on Wednesdays is Wow Wednesdays with Courthouse and Girls Gone Wow. And then we are back again, if you missed our Tuesday show, Thursdays, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have some good, pretty good, decent articles for you. And, so, and an article I find kind of shocking that it happened, but it is what it is. So until then, we shall be back.
independent podcasts and would like to support them check out some of our independent podcasting friends check out orange Lounge radio at orangenoungeradio.com where they discuss video games gamer culture and gamer lifestyle with sky doc soccer and loki listen live sundays at 9 p.m eastern 6 p.m pacific on vognetwork.com and right before them is the bobby blackwolf show at 8 p.m eastern and 5 p.m pacific video games and gamer talk at bobbyblackwolf.com if Warcraft is your taste, listen to Hordehouse with Sky and Exifer weekly at Hordehouse.com. If you want more of a female perspective of what we do here on Anime Jam Session, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sister and Pandalicious at ElectricSisterhood.com with new shows every week. If you prefer geek, pop culture, and sci-fi, check out PopCulture.net and the Geek Culture Network. And also check out the Brooklyn Otaku, a brand new anime podcast, Friends of Ours. You can find them at Facebook.com slash The Brooklyn Otaku. Okay, we have some interesting topics for tonight, so who'd like to stop, start us off? I will. Alright, go for it, dude. So, because uh, Lupin Third is celebrating its 40th anniversary this year, they're, they're putting out a video anime called Lupin Third Green vs. Red. Now you got me thinking of Project Echo vs. Blue Side vs. Gray Side, something like that. 
actually was gonna somehow like when I first heard of it, I thought of a Lupin the Third Red versus Blue crossover. Even that, I like the sound of that too. The North American home video distributor Discotech Media announced via Facebook on Friday it'll release the project on DVD next year. It was released in Japan in 2008 to, to mark the 40th anniversary of the original cap caper manga by Monkey Punch. It, it deals with a decades-long debate among fans by pitting Lupin against himself. One wearing the green jacket of the first TV series and one wearing the second jacket. Because that's... Because that's what's important in the fandom. What, like, what outfit they should be wearing? This is serious business we're dealing with people. Well, it's sort of like ch normal edition Ryu and champion edition Ryu, but you know. Yeah, it's the first edition. It's the first series Lupin versus the second TV series Lupin. Which, if you look at a brand new series that's out, all three of them act completely different. Wait, is the third series out? There's a brand, brand new one that came out, I think, last year. So you wear blue in this one just to complete the trifecta? I have no idea. I haven't seen it yet. Hmm. This is a cover work. The cover artwork for it is uh, kind of interesting, but it's both version of Lupin with their uh, heads almost completely ba cocooned in bandages. Like their heads just got set on fire or something. Who knows? It's all about Fujiko anyway. Yes, that it is. <laughs> and in the one opening where that uh, spring-loaded boxing glove comes out and smashes Lupin's face into the wall, you and you wonder, where is that thing hidden? Mm-hmm. Can't, can't be the only person that thinks of stuff like this. Probably not. But I could kind of, now I can just picture the... um. The, the photo the cosplays now you got red lupon and green lupon with um with their guns kind of like pointing at each other you know like player one versus player two yeah and then you'd have blonde fujiko against brunette fujiko that could work because she was at least in some of them blonde are you sure it's not depending on the artist? But how are they... Now, you do realize, I have a feeling when they do this, you're going to discover that one is an imposter. Of course. That's going to be the big twist. Unless you, unless they say, oh, Lupin's had a twin brother the whole time. No, that's too shemelinian. What a twist. Well, I mean, they've uh, done weirder things. I would sooner settle for literal alter alternate realities than the twin brother angle. That does work. Well, they've done weirder things. I mean, the one, the movie after this was the crossover movie. So if with they're willing to do... Cr with hmm? with, uh, with um, Conan, right? Detective Conan? Mm -hmm. yeah. Which I'm really, really hoping that they bring over here. It's all in the hands of Funimation, I guess. I don't care. I'm just really, really hoping that they bring it over here. I hope I hope that it will, too. I doubt they would... You know, for a big anniversary like this, they'd, they'd be crazy to, to not do it. Mm. I mean, even if they don't end up dubbing it, 
even if they just bring it over with the official subtitles. But the crossover movie is one that I would really actually like to have. Well, we do know some VIPs at Funimation. Um, I think we can do something about that. <laughs> so what else we got for news? Okay. Um, well, this arc, this next one sounds like it's right up uh, Mako-chan's alley, so let her take that one. Okay. We talking about Tokyo's Tokyo? I would assume yep. so. Um, yeah, there's a store in Shibuya that is modeled off of manga. It's a manga and anime store. Um, it's Tokyo's Tokyo. It's like stepping into the pages of manga. Uh, the manga and anime store shows the rest of the world how otakus and Japan keep it classy even when they're just stopping for their weekly jump. Um, the store was designed by Tokyo-based Ryo Matsuri Architects. Design and constructed to uh, took a total of seven months, and it makes the whole store look like you're in a comic. All of the um, shelves along the walls look like open comic books, manga, and all of the places where clothing or books and all of that are actually the panels of the manga. They're all done in half-tone effects, and some of them even have speech bubbles on them. And then the floor stacks look like stacks of manga, which have been opened and read, and basically those books that have just been lovingly cherished over and over and over again. So it's just a really cool concept that somebody's come up with for the fans of anime and manga. Mm. And it keeps it light and airy. I mean, you go to a lot of comic book stores here in America, and they're just packed full of crap. And it's sometimes dark and dingy, and you don't have that whole open concept. This is, just looking at the pictures, is really amazing to see. I'm pretty sure the uh, fanboy funk is kind of nastier on our side of the pond, too. Probably. Probably. I could... I'm go on, go on. I'm looking at some of the pictures here with the uh, speech bubbles on the wall. It kind of makes me wish I spoke or read Japanese so I can know what they're saying. Or you can just imagine someone standing in front of it, like, like modeling some... Like, trying out some new clothes and having their picture taken with the uh, speech bubble right next to them. Mm-hmm. You know someone's going to try that. Kind of reminds me of one time a... My old, old, old roommate, when she started talking about going to conventions, she just, she said she wanted to go as a speech bubble. And I said to her, that would only work if you dressed up as a schoolgirl and walked around with the speech bubble kind of like off on an angle. But yeah, I like the layout. I could see some comic book shops here doing something similar. Uh, no, normally, when you think of something like that, you just see uh, the, sound, the sound effect bursts painted on the walls or the window or something like that. Mm -hmm. that's, at least that's what I've noticed. I mean, if... I mean, this is pretty awesome. 
It is. Just to see the whole, even just to see the whole layout of it. Oddly enough, I could kind of see Kevin Smith doing this to Secret Shop if he opens up a third location. I would be all for that. I mean, that would be pretty cool. I think an American aspect of this, um, if anything, I could see comic book shops just doing it up against the walls, but nothing like out in the middle and stuff like that. Like a couple of shelves along the wall, like that, where you can think, oh, we can put all the manga and Japanese stuff here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even something like that would be cool. But I mean, of the comic book stores that I've been in, none of them are really this big. Or if they are this big, they're just chocked full of so much stuff. Displays, open glass, dis- like glass displays and stuff like that of figures that nobody can afford. Or nobody buys. Well, that one too. One reason or another. I mean, I've. But I mean, usually the, the uh, there's another store like this around here. It's called All Things Fun. It has a big. It's a big store and has a similar layout to this. Not like the whole, like we just discussed, but the comic the comic section is only in, in like one part of the store. It doesn't like take up the whole stuff, the whole room. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can see if you look through the pictures, some of them do have the glass paneling there. So that they can put small figures and stuff like that that you wouldn't want people touching in there. But, I mean, this whole th- the whole concept is just really freaking cool. You think it'll pick, you think it'll pick up? Around here, no. Or just in J- Japan? Like, they'll, they'll see more stores like this. Um, I think it probably would if this one really gets going. Um, because of just the whole openness for it and just the whole theme of it. You're either going to get more stores like this or similar stores. Where maybe instead of the whole manga theme you'll get more of like one wall is this anime themed and one wall is this anime themed but they do a lot more theme crap in Japan than we do really did not know that Mm. well yeah I mean they got all the, the cosplay restaurants and all the different theme places that you can go into for like just random crap but they really treat the fans of their collective fandoms really really well we don't get that here we kind of do but it's kind of far and few and so forth well yeah I mean we get things that come and go like maybe once a month or something like that but they have permanent fixtures for all of these different things and it's because they understand that they'll read a manga and it's not just for kids and you have enough adults going and wanting to experience all of that crap whereas here you get oh that's it's a comic it's for kids no no it's not Mm. Yeah, it doesn't look like that stigma will be breaking anytime soon. Eh, 
it'll break when people's just not um when it's not so crazy and haphazard, you know, when when people just stop paying too much stop paying attention to it, you know. Mhm. That'd be nice. Yeah. But like I said, um I see comic books doing the paneling like that to show off comic books and 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 like shirts and merchandise. I can I see that, but that's just about it. Yeah, they they just put so much stuff in the comic book places here. The only one that I've seen that hasn't done that is a place in the mall, and it didn't last very long mm. because they didn't have the variety of merchandise. It happens. Like you might, yeah, you might be able to go to a certain place, like. New York City and might be able to do something themey like this and it might attract more tourists than it does the people that actually live there and who then says a tourist someplace... will buy stuff there you know yeah but it's just like you have something I mean you have um, secret stash here in Red mm-hmm. Bank in Jersey and even that, you can say, oh, yeah, it's themed, but most of it is just a comic book store. There's actually very little that is themed off of the whole Jay and Silent Bob thing. And even that, it's just merchandise that is there. So even that, you can't really say that it's a themed store. It's just using their brand name to sell more stuff. Oh, speaking of uh, Secret Stash, you know his show got renewed for a second season. Awesome. Yeah, it it's around uh, Midtown Comics, a comic shop in New York City. It's good for him. Mm-hmm. Hold on one second. It seems that he will have. I may have some out of towners. At my house next weekend, there is a big Doctor Who thing going on, and people I know from the Midwest are are driving out here. So I'm like, I have crash space. Just don't wreck my house. <laughs> oh, that should be a fun weekend. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, y'all go to the premiere and stuff like that. I'll be at home doing other stuff. Oh, I know what the premiere is for. The new episode. The new episode that takes place in New York City. Mm-hmm. And considering the actors are going to be at the premiere, I guess that's why everybody's a little bit crazy about it. But check this. Tickets are only 11 cents. What? Wow. Yep. Why wow, is it so that- cheap? Wow. I don't know. Well, is this the 11th Doctor or something like that? Uh, yeah. That's probably why. But still 11 cents? They could go $11. Mm. That's crazy. It's gonna be crazy. And I have to see that far away from that possible if they go. And I suppose I can meet up with them afterwards be like, 
holds a giant flag. I'm over here. <laughs> okay. Um, let me take a look at the next article. Ah, this looks interesting. Alright, load you little fucker. Load. Wunderval. Japanese industry creates an anti-piracy web manga. Oh, this should be interesting. Jane, the Japanese Association of Music Enterprises, posted a web manga called Music Moral Keepers. It's a story about a similarly named group of heroes who stop others who illegally upload or download music in the year 2035. In the manga, the hero team comprised of Hayato Morikawa, a guitar player, Kyochi Seonji, a music-loving lawyer with a 200 IQ who has never lost a case. Kind of sounds like Phoenix Wright's um, distant grandson or something like that. Mm -hmm. And Ryoko Habu, a high school student that works at a music cafe. They, they seem to stop a fan of a band called Creek Machine Guns from uploading their music. When the fan explains that she was uploading the music because the band's label went bankrupt before they could have their major debut, the music moral keepers stop her by telling that uploading the music is damaging to the industry and ultimately reduces the number of bands who will gain major exposure. Okay, I got a slight problem with that, but I'll continue on. Yeah, me too. Yep. Oh, this thing is ri is rife with problems, but go on. Nobody said things made sense in this world. If things made sense in this world... Th uh, yeah. <laughs> The manga is part of a larger music moralism campaign currently being held by Jane. The campaign also aims to educate individuals about newly passed penalization of knowingly downloading copyright material without permission, which will come into effect this October. The new law states that each charge with illegal downloading will now face up to two years in prison or fines up to 2 million yen, which translates to about 25,400 U.S. dollars. The law also obligates national and local governments to educate minors on illegal download prevention. Jane will also be appearing at music festivals giving away free campaign-related goods. Okay. The, the name Creek Machine Guns does sound like an awesome band name, number one. Number two, if there was something like this coming out in America, it would, autom it would immediately be denounced as commissioned by the Recording Institute Association of America and, ironically enough, would be pirated to hell and back. Yep, because because we because we know a corporate sponsored you know work when we see one and we're not amused by them. I'm not the only one who's crazy for thinking that, right? No. Good. No. She's uploading the music because the band's label went bankrupt, so they could have their I debut. I thought it was the other way around. No, it's, the fan explains that she was uploading the music because the bands they went bankrupt before they could have their major debut. I thought the, I thought it's usually the other way around. I mean, yeah, but um, if the band's label goes bankrupt, how are they going to hear the music more or less? This could be taken two ways. One way, the fans upload the music to get them the exposure that they want. And that could bring that could generate money for them because more than likely they could just sell the albums themselves. But on the mm -hmm. other hand, what makes you think that the that the music label didn't already send the music out for distribution before they went bankrupt? See what I'm saying? 
even perfectly established bands have used you know digital downloading to help their own exposure and gain money. So that's another gap I'm seeing right there. Mm-hmm. And even there's gaggles of independent musicians who use things like YouTube and file sharing to get their stuff around who would probably wouldn't be able to afford you know getting with a major music label. Yep. Well, just remember, the whole reason why they don't want her to do this is because it's damaging to other bands. Because other bands who might have coverage and might have had that major exposure aren't going to have as much because people are going to download a band that is going to be basically known by name and by people telling other people. So this is basically a manga stating that you can't have personal exposure. You can only have exposure to be a music group and be a band or be a singer by major corporations taking, having part of your money. That sounds about right. That's why they tell you to, um, when you go to concerts and stuff... Buy the music there because when you buy paraphernalia, music, and anything else, the the band keeps practically eighty five percent of the money. They get the the stuff like on pennies on a dollar. Yeah, when they're doing the doing it themselves. Yeah. And you have a lot of, like Ari was saying, a lot of the independents, which is a lot of the. Um, like the nerdcore rappers and stuff, they don't have a real label. They're doing it themselves. Yep. And they're creating their own tours and stuff like that. Yeah, so, I mean, this is basically getting rid of that whole independent is- industry. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, maybe it's a translation error. I mean, that's what I'm hoping. But if you take this literally, you can't be a fan of somebody and tell somebody else about it even if that band is no longer making music or should I say no longer associated with a company mm-hmm. and I mean there are plenty of people like that here I mean look at Nine Inch Nails I mean they stopped doing their whole group stuff and you've got independent stuff being put out. Look at um, Smashing Pumpkins. One of the, la- the la- last albums before they broke up and got together, that whole thing was only online because they were done with their publisher. Yeah, I remember that album. Machina, The Machines of God. Yeah, something like that. I mean, that would basically cause all of that stuff to be illegal, even if the band is doing it themselves. Yep. Sounds like a lot of shooting themselves in the foot in an attempt to either make money or keep little guys from making money themselves. You sure this wasn't put out by the RIAA? No, but don't give them any ideas. (laughs) No, I mean, this is taking anti-piracy to... A very extreme level. Orwellian levels, would you say? Possibly. Possibly. I mean, it's just... 
just to see this and see that this is what they're fully going towards and trying to do, it really cuts back on a lot of just the even mostly legal things that you can do. But then again, this is just some random person putting the music up and not the band itself. But they're not saying anything, again, about it taking money away from the band or not allowing that band to go to another music producer or anything like that. They're saying that her putting somebody else's music up is going to harm other bands. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't make sense. Okay. All right. Speaking of music and publishing, who wants to take this next one? Uh, let's see. Because I'm yeah. definitely taking the last article. Fine by me. Cool. I'll take a stab at this one. Go for it. As soon. Uh, it's okay. Here we go. Viz Manga Digital Schedule synchronizes day and date with current print releases. So, they're refining their digital manga platform with the newly announced general release schedule I'll synchronize future manga titles that coincide with their domestic debut of their print counterparts closing the gap between print and digital formats beginning today all Viz manga releases will debut on Tuesdays in addition digital volumes of current releases will debut on the same day as its print debut we'll also include future Miz, Viz media titles available from the Nook store for the Barnes & Noble Nook color and tablet the Viz Manga app is available for free through iTunes and Google Play, and all manga volumes are generally available for purchase and download in the U.S. and Canada, with the application for $4.99, either one. More than 80 series and 700 volumes are currently available for download. And today's releases include I, IRA Volume 6, Bakuman, number 13, uh, let's see, Bleach 44 and 45, Yu-Gi-Oh! GX Volume 9, and uh, let's see what else. Toriko Volume 11. Now, is it just me or, or is this sound like something they should have just happened to begin with? Because when I read, there's even like some, vi wait, where am I trying to, that you have it in print form and it all should be available, you know, in digital form the same day. That should be just a given. Yeah, least, I think. Yeah, I believe like, like my roommate works for Comixology. I think it's the same way with them. It's New comic, new books come out Wednesday. Whether it's di if it's whether it's digital or non-digital, I believe. But don't hold me to that. But I remember a time, pretty much, the books would come out first for for pickup at the shops, and then somewhere down the line, it would finally show up on the digital platform, or it would hit the digital platform first. And then the books come out later because it's a lot easier and a lot faster to publish digitally than it is, not non-digitally. Yeah, it all depends on how they produced the book itself. If they started out producing where the panels were uploaded onto a computer and then printed out that way, then yeah, the digital would be a lot easier to get out first. 
if it was basically scanned and then printed that way and not really uploaded onto anything, putting the book out first might have been easier. Mm-hmm. So it's very possible that they're changing their internal stuff to scan everything and get it uploaded into a digital format before they publish it, which would mean that it would be easier to have both of them come out at the same time. Fair enough. But again, I've never really bothered with digital scanlations, except for certain things anyway. Okay. Um... Marco, you want to take this, um, the DBZ movie? Yeah. All right. Um, it looks like the DBZ movie um, has an English website now, which basically further uh, proves that they are going to do a Nash, a uh, worldwide distribution of this new mo- of the new movie. Um, yeah, the website uh, the website sports full teaser trailers for the movie, similar to the ones that were put out in July. Um, the news is extremely exciting because it does mean that there is uh, at least that hope that since they're doing it in English, they're going to do a worldwide worldwide release. Um, the top countries visiting the website in Japan. Um, the Japanese website, the top countries visiting were Japan, the U.S., Brazil, Mexico, France, Chile, Argentina, Peru, Spain, and the United Kingdoms. So now you quite got, a oh, list. Now you got Wacko's song going through my head. <laughs> that's not a bad thing. Nope. But, I mean, that's quite a list of people in different countries that are looking forward to this movie. So for them to have the movie even... Like, j- just to have this English website and to show that they're willing to translate it into English means that it, it, it's real hope that they're actually going to do the worldwide release. And I'm on the English site right now, and there's a part where you can, where you can click on the movie for the trailer. You can also click on a little section for a comment from Akira Toriyama himself, or Akira, however it's supposed to be pronounced. And he's drawn himself as a little android thing in Goku's uniform. Mm. Yeah, and for those that want to see the site, it's DragonBall2013.com. I'm looking forward to it. I think the last thing I saw from them, like not not in chronological order, but was a. Uh, TV special where apparently Vegeta has a brother who comes to Earth asking for his help. Mm. A little guy named Tar- a guy named Tarble. It looks like a normal Saiyan, but uh, he brought his wife with him, and his wife is a little two or three foot tall little grayish thing. And when he introduces her to Vegeta, Vegeta looks like he's about to have a panic attack at at what he sees. He's like, uh, "Oh yeah, I want you to meet my wife." You, 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 your wife? Like, like, hi, my name is Gure. It's so nice to meet you. N- no, the, the pleasure is all mine. <laughs> I forget how the rest of it goes. I you just watch it again. Mm. You actually sound like you did a pretty good Vegeta there. 
No, I'm not not as good as the guys who uh, who do Vegeta's voice on Dragon Ball abridged. Mm. I think you might. Well, I think Chris Sabat would be impressed. My voice doesn't sound a thing like I have pictured in my head when I'm hearing it. Even listening to one of these podcasts, I hear myself talk. I'm like, is that really what I sound like? Mm, I wouldn't worry too much about it. <laughs> okay. Now, this is something that I um, I was looking forward to. Now, In a good way or a bad way? It, it, it kind of sort of varies. Now, for those of you who don't know, there was a there was a maid cafe here in New York City for about two years, two two and a half years, give or take. During like seventy five percent of the run, I maybe most I don't fully remember. I became the AV staff. I pretty much did live streaming of the maid shows and took pictures. This would be once a month, so it was like your typical maid cafe. Unfortunately, we had to shut it down because the place we normally did it at closed. So we're like, we're trying to find a new location. Recently, it seems that um, this happened up in the Midwest, Detroit, Michigan, a new made cafe in Detroit. My first thought was, really? <laughs> a made cafe. <laughs> In the crime capital of the world. I mean, what the fuck? Detroit, the supersized Camden, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought you were going to counter with, no, Camden is a fun-sized Detroit, because I've heard that argument both ways. Uh, it can go either way. Now, They're both crime-ridden cities is what we're getting yeah, at, people. First off, I'm slightly jealous and kind of pissed that we have three maid cafes here in New York City. You got Moe Moe Honey, Apokisa, and Tenshi no Ai. These maids bust their ass and work very hard. But this maid cafe out of nowhere gets coverage. So I'm like, what the fuck? What the hell did they do? Well, it's in... It's a Detroit News website, number one. Number two, I guess I guess that city needs all the good news it can handle. It can get at this point. I mean, it's this, and they approved the statue of RoboCop. That's about it. Well, I'm going to have to send this person an email about this, because... Because it's something that was said here. Cho Anime Cafe, Detroit's very first made cafe, is open in Midtown. The Japanese-inspired coffee house slash shop clubhouse is staffed by young women dressed in maid costumes and a butler. Cho Anime Cafe is the only maido cafe in the U.S. I'm sorry, I am calling shenanigans on that. Oh, oh, that's what you're calling. Oh, yeah, go right ahead. I'm going to have to email the person who wrote this and explain that there were other maid cafes that came before them. They did mention one of the other cafes that closed. I think what they're talking about is something that's open like five days a week. Okay, but they didn't reference that. But I can, as I read the article, I can come somewhat understand. See, Detroit has many firsts over the years. First mile of paved road, first techno artist, and now it has its first made cafe or made a cafe. 
Cafe. You're going bullshit on that too, aren't you? Yes, yes I am. As these novelty coffee houses and restaurants are called in Japan, Cho Anime Cafe open up in Woodward at Willis in Midtown in mid-June. Its owners, Oneka and Joe Cement of Birmingham, says it's the only brick-and-mortar cafe now operating in the United States. Okay, that I will allow. That's understandable. The first one closed after a three-year run in Culver City, California. And supposedly there is one on 86th Street in Manhattan, but I haven't heard hide nor hair of it. It serves tea and Great Lakes coffee, salad, sandwiches, wraps, and sushi, plus many sweets imported from Japan. But the stand-up features are the chirpy young women dressed in maid costumes who greet you, seat you, serve you, and invite you to play games for $2. A maid cafe is pretty much like, let's see. Do we have? Do we actually have to explain to me what a maid cafe is? Well, apparently the woman who wrote this article and the people who were probably reading this article have no idea what a maid cafe is. So I'm guessing I'm yes. To, I'm going to assume anybody that doesn't go to conventions probably has no idea what a maid cafe is, because that's where most of the maid cafes function. Yep. Long story short, maid cafe. Think of your Starbucks. But the only difference is that there are maids that bring you the food and they serve you the food and they play games with you. That's pretty much what a maid cafe is, long and short of it. Anime devotee Derek, Derek Parrott came all the way from Fairhaven, which is 40 miles away, to hang out at the cafe. He says the first time he came here was purely in an ironic fashion. There was... Uh. Because there was no way in my mind I thought anyone in America, let alone Michigan, let alone Detroit, could make the necessary conversion to make a made cafe work in America. It needed to be authentic without being off-putting. I came here with incredibly low expectations, and then I was incredibly impressed. Oneka Samet runs the cafe's daily operations while Joe handles the bookkeeping. But it's really her thing, says Joe, a recent accounting graduate of Oakland University, still drives trucks for a living while he waits for a job in his field to turn up. She grew up reading lots of American comics like X-Men, Silver Surfer, so as a librarian at the public library in Detroit, she wasn't surprised to see young people lined up to check out manga and anime. Simon said there was a business opportunity selling anime merchandise, and for two years she just did that at the Russell Bazaar in Detroit and at anime conventions around the Midwest. After a visit to Japan in 2010, her exposure to pop-up maid cafes at the conventions, she began to dream of a permanent maid cafe close to home. The cafe based on the difficult to translate concept of moe, which can mean cute or adorable or the feeling you get when you hold a baby or pet a puppy or a kitten, some that says. I guess. When you come, you're supposed to get that feeling of happiness and warmness. That's why the girls wear the costumes. It's just so when you come, you feel happy and warm. Samet, a mother of two, is quick to point out that maid costumes are not intended to be sexy or seductive. On the contrary, they're cute and girly and frilly, more like baby doll dresses as well as the sexualized. Says Samet, I think dresses are actually meant to be more innocent. Okay. <laughs> okay. Obviously, she has been looking at maid costumes lately. And she has not no idea what the, about a, and has no idea what a maid fetish is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, mo uh, you look at all of the manga and the anime that is out there for maids, and most of it happens to be hentai. 
the cute little innocent act and the whole maid thing and the frilliness is basically somebody's fetish. Yes. It's a lot of somebody's fetish. As for the costume, outfits per se, I can understand. I've gone to enough anime conventions where I can see someone wearing a nice maid outfit, whereas someone wearing one that belongs in a hentai. Case in point, he is my master. Mm-hmm. Another case in point, Hanayuko Maid Team. You have one that's nice and proper, and one that's borderline edgy. Mm-hmm. All right. Service with more than a smile. Cho, short for Cho Cho, means butterfly, as well as five or six other things. In Japanese slang, it's equivalent to our English super or ultra. Super anime cafe. I, I feel the migraine coming along. I think you need booze to counter it. No. No. No, not this time. We're not at that point yet? Nope. Not yet. No. I love how you put the qualifier yet on there. Mm hmm. Now, which makes sense. Since Cho Anime started as a place for otaku or uber obsessive anime fans to congregate. Like I said, she's doing this for the benefit of people who don't know what this stuff's all about, but it, it's like she herself has no idea what she's talking about, it feels like. I swear, if I turn on an episode of Restaurant Impossible and I see Chef Robert Irvine trying to revamp this place, I will do a header out my window. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. But, um... But even if you're not a member of the anime SoCo, this place is worth a look at for its sheer novelty. The retail area of the cafe carries locally made crafts, some by the maids themselves, and Japanese imports relating to the anime culture. You can buy your own maid costume or kimono, anime posters and manga, which are more like graphic novels about the size of a reader's digest than a traditional American comic book. Okay. I don't know, it, it, the way they're describing it, it's like, what if Cracker Barrel was a maid cafe? Yeah, because when I think traditional for uh, Japanese formal wear, I think a maid cafe in Detroit. Yes, and I expect someone—I expect someone dressed in a kimono to escort people to their seats. What? The Somehow the image of ghetto versions of kimonos is floating through my head, and it's not a pretty one. Oh, so you see what the maids look like too, huh? Oh. <laughs> now, you, you ever see those pictures of ghetto proms that keep floating around? Yes. Yes, I have. Those kind of horrors. Yeah. I think we've re rendered Mako-chan into a state of catatono. How are you holding up reading this, Mako? Um... Yeah. <laughs> I think she's just charging up her lasers before she blasts, her, blasts the article as I continue to roast it pretty well. Pass me those chestnuts. Wow. What? No, I'm just like I'm I'm reading through this article. I'm just like reading through this article and to know that they had auditions for this shit. Okay, I that... find it hilarious. Hey look, Coldstone has auditions. What? Yeah. You have to audition to get a part to work at Coldstone. Because remember, if you tip them they all sing. 
Not to the cold stones I've been to. Well, they're supposed to. Huh. I mean, I'm happy that they did this, but... I mean, I... I... Are you standing there dressed as Captain Picard with your hand out going, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think... With the face palm on the is... Jumbotron. Yeah, I don't think this whole thing is a bad thing, but the writer of the article is, like, just... Talking it, out of her ass. Yeah. She's making it sound like, this, li- is, this is the place to be. Yeah, I'd like to see somebody that actually has done this before, that's gone to a couple of these places for either conventions or the pop-up ones that occur. Um even just around here, I'd like to see somebody like that go to this mm-hmm. and really tell everybody what it is and not just some random woman that happened to see this cutesy little thing. I think Because as fans, we know that it's not always a cutesy little thing. Even the ones in Japan aren't fully cutesy little things. Tomorrow when I get home, I am going to post this on my Facebook. I want I've ne- I have not heard anybody talk about this. I found this out through somebody else. So, but back to the article at hand here. Oh, the nerd the where nerds find their people oh, section is. Just oh, I haven't even gotten gold. that yet. I think at the rate that we're di- we're dissecting this article, I may not have to talk about something else. I'll save it for next week. I mean, week after next. But the real reason to go to experience being served by super-friendly maids. They lavish attention on the guests, says Samet. They're here to welcome you and make you feel at home, says the maid role embodies the attitude. Maids may address customer as master or my princess, as they do in Japan. Yeah, I can just imagine some some sassy black woman, like in the picture on this thing, calling somebody my master with a big, fake smile on her face, like... Mm -hmm. I've yes. no what I okay no, before, what you, before, I'm you continue, waiting before you continue for... before you continue Ari I've seen that you may the continue big fake smile yes from a sassy black woman <laughs> it's nightmarish isn't it kind of sort of yeah they just know as soon as it shifts then she just starts wilding out now what I'm just... waiting for is like you find out later on that one of these maids is 15 i'm waiting for her to go oh my master and it's some freak that likes little girls pedophile that's the term wait for it well, yeah and, and wait 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 and not only that if he gets caught going here he has proof that these girls are coming up to him and going my master how are you going to fight that in court it kind of even, falls under, like, they're, they're like servers or waiters or something like that. But that's even a gray area there. Now. Yeah, but she's still going up and going, my master, and playing games with the guy. Mm-hmm. Now, let's continue now. Samet is always on site when the cafe is open, checking out who comes through the door, make sure her charges are safe. Maids never give out their real names, email addresses, or phone numbers. She points out that some of the girls are dropped off by their mothers who feel secure about the supervision. The patrons are 50-50 male-female, and the interests seem low on the Pruins and off the charts on Japanese pop culture. 
while the majority are college students. The cafe attracts a fair number of workers surrounding businesses, especially the Detroit Medical Center, whose employees drop in for takeout wraps, salads, and sushi. Where nerds find their people. Really? You mean to tell me I've been looking in the wrong place for my fellow nerdlings? You mean to tell you me? You and me both, apparently. Okay, get the Bluesmobile. We're going to Detroit. Okay, I'll stop that now. I thought he was going to paraphrase the line. We're on a mission from Gad. No, the other one. When he gets out of jail. Should I forget that one? Fuck! I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, where, oh he says it's all. We're on. It's, Late at night, half a tank of gas. Oh yeah, well, it's it's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a half a tank of gas. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit, Hit it. it. <laughs> oh God. Never. Yeah, you don't you don't need to find your people there. Trust me on that. I think you two found your people. Yeah. The road to hell is even, my road to hell is even shorter than I thought. <laughs> because it's Detroit, I can roll up going. Stand there and go, my peoples, break yourself, motherfucker, pat, 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 shit. God, it wow. would be like a top movie, wouldn't it? Are you surprised that I went there? <laughs> Not even remotely. Not at all. Thank you. The maids, who go by their chosen character names for safety, are affectionados of all things anime. They all, oh, seem, they all have to, they all seem to have special talents. Maid Aminyan. Aminyan? Is that even a Japanese word? I don't know, but I think of Azusa from K-On, where, where Yui, I believe Yui calls her uh, Azunyan. Mm. But Maid Aminyan, 15, of Farmington Hills, who turns 16 next month, speaks Japanese and recently gave her first language class at the cafe. Maid Ichigo of Detroit can draw any anime character and loves to draw them with syrups on diner's plates. Okay, that's actually pretty clever if you can do that without, like, running into... Run, without little strands of syrup running into other strands and looking like a big glob. Yep. I've been obsessed with Japanese culture and Hello Kitty since I was eight, says Maid K-Chan of Harper Woods. I don't think it's anything I'll give up soon. I have a feeling Morgan, who runs Yomakan out of Detroit, is going to... Re going to grab this cafe and put it as part of the convention. I have a feeling. Now, as for that name, I think she spelled it wrong. You think so? Aminyan? Yeah. There's supposed to be an I after the N. Aminyani? Yeah. That's an actual name. Okay. I have an assessment. Oh, yeah. K-Chan of Harper Woods. I don't think there's anything I'll give up soon. For many, the cafe is a relief because otaku culture has a reputation as for being for nerds and geeks. <laughs> Hold on. Stop the bus. I want to get off. <laughs> that line would have been relevant about 20 years ago. Now, it's not a big fucking deal because anime is so fucking mainstream. Not getting it on uh, old VHSs anymore. That then, what rewound and played so much that the tape's starting to break down. I am almost tempted to grab one of my VHS tapes and go to a con and ask people what this is, and whoever can guess it right will get a twenty-dollar gift card from me. I am almost tempted. It would be fun. Yeah. You'd be broke. There are enough people that know what VHS is. 
you'd be broke. I hope so. You might want to take that down to like maybe a $5 gift card. Mm. Because you'd go broke. Unless you strictly stick with people that are only 15. That's what the plan was. Those who are under the age of 18, I'll ask. Yeah, and how are you going to find that? Again, no, the Oda-chan section. There you go. Yeah. Guess what this device is and what it does. And they all just kind of cock their heads at you and look like, huh? <laughs> yeah, either that or say, does it get me into your room party? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> that, that's when you whip the tape at them and see, and see how hard it, how high in the air it goes when it bounces off their skulls. Before anyway, yeah. Uh, where were you with this article? I'm on the third. I'm on the fourth paragraph of that little subtopic. Before Cho Anime, I didn't know anyone who was into this. Says Mate Ichigo, it was kind of odd in my family. It was like, okay, she's not normal. That's a good thing. I'm not normal for a lot of reasons. Anime is just like not even in the top five anymore. It seems that the, they forgot the proofread because they forgot to close off the quotes, the quotation marks on that. Unless it's going into the next paragraph. Yeah, it's oh. going into the next paragraph. You yeah. didn't have to close them off that way. Really? That's something I did not know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Someone like me is known as a nerd and geek and stuff, and we're not cool, she continues. But then I meet people who are into the same thing. So, like, that's awesome. Hold on, homegirl. Hold on, K-chan. I don't know. Wow. I don't know where the fuck you got that from but this is the age of the nerd this is the age of the geek we run this bitch no tell I, us rama sanma i'm wow so like that's awesome <laughs> so like that's awesome the uh teehee was admitted in editing yeah geeks and nerds are cool because we run this bitch simple enough if they don't think we're cool they're fucking hipsters and you kick them in the jaw Unless they're guys, and then you kick them a little bit lower. That too. A spinning sidekick from a from a Taekwondo master has the same effect as being hit by a car at 35 miles an hour. Ow! I saw that on a, I think it was a Discovery Channel where they're gauging, you know, various uh, martial arts strikes. Uh, the only one stronger than that was a uh, Muay Thai knee right to the sternum. Now. <sighs> There was stiff competition for maid positions. Only one male made it, but he's not cross-dressing. The 22-year-old Detroit native adopted the character Butler Wudai. For a lover of anime, this is a dream job. Let's see, says maid Ichigo. You have a job, you get to play games, play video games, be in cute outfits that has something to do with anime. Sounds like a winner to me. Oh, Ichigo, wait till you grow up. We're just stunned by this, aren't we? Mm-hmm. I want to know how many of them are good waiters and waitresses. Because mm -hmm. truthfully, that's all I give a shit about. Yeah. If I go to if I go to a maid cafe or something like that, if I get shitty service, I'm not going to be happy just because they're dressed in cute outfits. It's shitty service. I'm going to be pissed off. Wow. Um. And some of the comments are quite interesting. Now, a friend of mine. Tomoya Usagi, he mentions all the cafes here in New York City. But the article mostly focuses on the fact that it's a brick-and-mortar location. It's not going to pack up and leave whenever the uh, convention leaves. Yeah. 
and it looks like a lot of the article, a lot of stuff here is kind of sort of kind of got cut out. I mean, the comments. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I give props to the article about the fact that there is coverage, but not how the coverage was given. It was too much fluff. You're making it come off as this is the place to be if you're an anime fan. No, it's not. There are other places to go besides conventions. There are bookstores you can go to. You can go to friends' houses. Hell, you can go online and hang out in a chat room. Maka, what's your take? I have no words. The only thing that I'm going to find hilarious is being where this is. Yeah. And the main convention that will be around them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm just wondering how long a line it's going to be to get into this place during that convention. Because you know people will be going. Very. Just to, just, just to see them crash and burn. Very nil, and I'll explain that in a second. But first, I'm going to send you all a link. It's a tiny URL. Now, our Anime Jam Session Midwest uh, staffer, um, Mistress Citrus Starling Husband Moose Coon, he actually has not gone there, but he actually did a little research through a site called Crime Mapping. If you look there, you'll see all of the listings of crimes as happened within that area. It goes back uh, six months or so. Yes, it does. And I, Dios mio, this is a long fucking list. Larceny, vehicle theft, robbery, telephone use, under the, operating under the influence of alcohol, larceny, damage to property, operating under the influence of alcohol, assault and battery, vehicle theft, robbery. Yeah, nobody's going to go to this place that isn't from already around there. Heroin possession, nice. Sword by type. Narcotic possession. So much wow. trouble in the D. Sword by type. The first one is called is uh, arson, burning of real property, as opposed to what other kind of property? So cold in the D. I'm reminded of the first episode of Beavis and Butthead where they did that rap song about the D. Wow. Just three, four. There are four things just within the last day. Vehicle theft, intimidation, robbery, and burglary. Just within the last day. Doesn't it sound like such a fun neighborhood? Yes. Yes, it does. And I mean, this is only within a one-mile radius. And I want We're you not talking about the full of Detroit. We're talking about a one-mile radius around this place. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know, right? I, I almost want to give medals to the people that are not from this area that actually go to this place. Say, wow, you went? You survived? Here, here's a medal. <laughs> give, give them, like... To say nothing of the locals who perpetrate these crimes, seeing a bunch of quote-unquote costume freaks, you know, encroaching on their territory, they're gonna... They're not gonna know what to think before, you know, trying to mug them or whatever. You know? Give them, like... Like, the... Wasn't it, it was the most... Most important medal in all of, like, men... Of, of, of America. What is that most important medal? I can't remember the name of it. Congressional, wow. Congressional Medal of Honor. They deserve that. Something like that. 16 
reported crimes, just reported crimes within the past week. Now, I mapped out Yomacon. Now, to get there, I am going to say you depart, let's say you go at 3 o'clock in the afternoon from there. It takes 20 minutes to get there by bus between the convention center and the maid cafe. And looking at the map, now if you're driving, three miles. I am sorry, that is too far for anybody at an anime convention to go. I don't, I don't see that shit happening. I really don't. That's a whole mindset of why should I leave the convention? Uh, for a lapse and trolling. Trolling, trolling, trolling. What? Keep trolling, trolling, trolling. Sounds good to me. I mean, if you if you want to laugh and to and basically to troll this, there are enough people that would troll. They're probably already getting enough trolling as it is. Probably. And what are the hours? Eleven to seven. To nine, I think. Uh, first thing first, I had that place shut 11 down. Eleven by... to nine. What? Ten to nine. Uh, uh, Tuesday through Saturday, eleven to nine. I'm sorry. I'd have that place running from a, from like 11 to 6 or 11 to 7. Fuck that. You don't want to go home at night. As soon as I see it getting dark, dark, closing the doors, shutting it down. Lot, lot of, a lot of crimes of uh, intimidation, whatever that entails. Well, It's like intimidating you, threatening you, scaring you not to say shit. Oh. Huh. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at the little video thing that they did. Mm -hmm. And yes, these girls are so cute with piercings in their face. What? Yeah. Uh... One of the maids has a piercing on the bottom of her lip. Oh, for the love. Oh. I mean, pierced ears I could handle. Maybe like your nose... That I guess that would be okay, but your libretto. No, if you're if you're supposed to be a maid and you're supposed to be perceived as innocent, you would not have piercings. Maybe in your ears, but not in your face, not in your mouth or your face. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of defeats the purpose, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes, it does. I mean, normally you go to a restaurant or even retail or something like that and a lot of them that are specialties oh my god one of them has three different piercings on her mouth one in her nose and then huge ones in her ears needless to say this place has our work cut out for them yes yes it does um as much as a fan i am i think even i would be too scared to walk in and like, God forbid, I walk in dressed as an anime character if I'm wearing a Chunin vest. Oh God, that that can't be good. I I am going to see about sending the, the the Midwest staff there to go check it out and get pictures and write an article. I, I think I'm going to see if I can get them to do that. I think they'll have to ask. They'll probably ask for hazard pay. Just warning you. I got that. The, wait, the insurance does not cover hazard pay for something like this. Whoa, 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 hold up, hold up. 
Okay, this one chick. Okay, no, she's a guest. She's a patron, not that's the one that works there. Why would you name your child Buddy Bunny? I mean, really? Ah! Uh, oh God! I I I have this video muted. So do I. Um, <laughs> the one that right that draws in syrup on these things. Mm-hmm. She shows a picture, and I, I just, it looks like a pile of crap on the plate. I think you say a pile of goo. Well, it does, but it looks like a pile of crap on the plate. It's not as artistic and detailed as she, she'd like to think, in other words. It doesn't help the fact that they actually show what was, like, lowly anime real quick, something like that. Well... <laughs> I think I'm going to stop. I'm going to. I'm think I'm not going to say anything else while I'm looking at this. Cause I no. Should we? Should we? Hmm. Sorry, I, mean, I had. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with that. Oh. I'm done with that. Screw it. I can't. I can't take it anymore. The pain. The the horror. The horror. Okay. And I know our fans are probably like, why are we doing this? Okay. We're dying for our art, you fools. You also have to remember, between the three of us, we have at least 20 years of anime cosplay conventioning experience. I've been to convention maid cafes. When I expect that I've worked staffed as a maid in a maid cafe. Nothing like this. Nothing like this at all. I give the owner props for what she's trying to do, but she's not there yet. She just needs a little bit more time and a better and a larger vision. Truth be told, if this cafe makes it a year, hey, more power to her. If not, we at Anime Jam Session were correct, as it says in the ending. And now that we've done all of that, we will take a break. And watch um made anime.
Well, gang, I suppose that was quite an interesting way to end the news topics on our on our show tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. Our brains are still processing what we just saw. In other words. Yeah, I know mine is. Still, though, I mean, good on them for doing it, but I want to see them actually working. Yes. I want to see them not talking back to people. I want to see them actually acting like waitress maids should. Whoa! (laughs) Have fun with that. Given the cast of characters that they hired, as Arja said, good luck with that. Yeah, I know. Uh, If you like what you heard, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend. We do this for free because we have nothing else better to do during this time of the day and we want to tell other people about the awesome stuff that we do. And in fact, we're also 100% independent. We are not like the big sites that get paid for their reviews and stuff. We do this for free because we're independent podcasters and we're not going to take it anymore. (laughs) Quiet, you. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com I will be posting um, a link to some of the photos I've been taking over the last few months which I keep forgetting to do so but I will have to do it next couple of days which should be up there and check out um, Aria Rockefeller's new uh, convention report on Otakon 2012 and Mako-chan's editorial on the My Little Pony uh, fandom both are quite good reads so check out our web uh, podcast at podcast.net, podcast.com, Podcast Alley, Yahoo Podcast, Zoom Marketplace, and iTunes. Any and all five-star reviews that we get will be read on the show. So if you like what you heard, give us a great review and five-star. That's all we ask. Check it out, youtube.com slash anime jam session TV. I am still working on the anime next videos, and I should hopefully have them up probably in the next few days. I just got to render them all out. And if you want to see some of the stuff that we like on YouTube and some of the crazy stuff that we follow and we do, check us out. You can find me at youtube.com slash teacherronimas, Kurosagi at Tiger Chick Chibi, Sailor Flare at Sailor Flare, and Ari Rockefeller at Ari22682. Check out twitter.com slash session. We'll be posting tweets here about the website, conventions, and pretty much cool stuff. If you want to see some of the crazy stuff that we talk and discuss, uh, twitter.com slash Tijiran messes me. Got Kurosaki chan, make it epic, the Ari Man, and Giove Dea. Giove underscore Dea. And check out our Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash anime jam session. We're already up to 980 fans. Hopefully by the next convention we'll hit we'll actually hit that 1,000, and if not, I might have to have a little contest for that. But check out our public Facebook page. You can find me at facebook.com slash djranmas. And you can find Kuro Usagi at facebook.com slash chibikurousagi. And don't forget, our show is on VOD Networks. Tuesdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it's syndicated, again, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, let's see. Last words, anyone? Uh, I've got nothing. Mako? Mm, nope. Um, I got nothing either. So, three goose eggs in a row. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. See you next week.
See you later. Bye. Say goodnight, Mako. Goodnight, Mako. And we're out of here. Someone quick pass me the beer. Here. Thank you. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session AJS Productions. There were no fanboys or fangirls hurt, maimed, or killed during this episode. This time, the views and opinions on this show do not reflect the entire staff or network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. And if you would like a transcript of today's podcast, start typing. Visit us at AnimeJamSession.com and VOGNetwork.com for more information about the show. See you next time.